Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Nick McCollum. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Thanks, Whitney, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Nick is a software developer and real estate investor based in New Brunswick, Canada. He helps run Passive, which is a portfolio management software that allows self-directed investors to easily manage a portfolio of stocks and ETFs. In this episode, he'll explain how Passive works and why it might be beneficial to investors with most of their net worth in real estate. Uh, and so, you know, I was interesting. Uh, Nick and I were talking before the show, and we were talking about the, uh, the the software platform. Looking forward to learning more about this. But I bet you know many of the passive investors that are listening right now, you you've probably looked for something like this, uh, or or wished you you know had had something like this in the past uh, to help you to manage your portfolio. That's uh, you know not in real estate as well, because uh, most of you are going to be somewhat diversified. Or if you're not, maybe you should consider it. But Nick, welcome to the show. Give us a little more about you know maybe your background, and then uh, you know di- let's dive into what passive. is is and how it can benefit uh, the investor that's listening. Well, thanks, Whitney, again for having me. I guess, you know, I've worked in professional investment management my entire career. In uh, college, I kind of started off as a biology major thinking I might want to be a medical doctor or something of that nature. And then quickly, quickly realized that wasn't for me, switched into a degree in math. And it just so happens that a lot of the good internships for math majors are in finance and technology. So I ended up working at one of the larger mutual fund providers here in Canada kind of fell in love with investing and then kind of worked in in fundamental equity research after that. So we were doing really deep dives on individual companies, trying to figure out the sources of their competitive advantage and what their future growth prospects were. So yeah, so that was kind of my uh, my journey from, I guess, biology to math to, to quantitative quantitative finance and investment research. And then uh, kind of as I was in on that journey, I realized that, you know, this active, really concentrated investment style is really not for everyone. And that Passive investing is actually probably a, a much better suited strategy for the vast majority of people. So that kind of brings us to today. I joined the team at Passive in, in 2019, and uh, we build a software tool that makes it very easy to implement a passive investing strategy that allows you to own stocks and bonds and ETF and get broad exposure to the markets without having to spend a bunch of time managing your portfolio. Nice. Well, you know, yeah. Let's dive into passive, though. You know, maybe you can speak to who your the top client is, you know, or the majority of your clients are, and maybe who, you know, who they are a little bit, and and dive into how, you know, some details about how this software can help us. The people who use passive, I would say, gen, tend to be busy professionals or, or busy, you know, white collar employees who want to invest money but don't want to spend a bunch of time managing their portfolios. In terms of understanding exactly what passive does, I think the best place to start is by trying to understand, I guess, the problem that we're trying to solve. So if you think about uh, the average investor, they have some sense of what investments they'd like to own and some sense of the proportions of what the, like each investment should be allocated to. And then they just want to stay as close as possible to that allocation over time. To solve this problem, a lot of investors use spreadsheets or other types of calculators that tell them what they need to buy or sell with new money to stay close to that target. Now, that's one solution to the problem. But the, the difficulty that comes with using spreadsheets is that it's pretty labor intensive. You have to do lots of manual calculations. And uh, you know, when you use spreadsheets to manage your portfolio, you still have to actually enter in all of your, the trades to your brokerage manually. So 
you know, it might tell you that you need to buy five shares of one fund and five shares of another fund, but you still have to go to your broker and put those in one by one. And it's all very labor intensive. So to solve that problem, we built Passive and Passive does all of this for you. So the way that Passive works is Passive pairs directly to your brokerage account and allows you to set a target portfolio. After you've specified your target portfolio, Passive compares your target portfolio to what's actually in your account and does all of the complicated calculations required to tell you what you need to buy or sell. After it presents you those trades, you can actually rebalance your portfolio with one click. So we send the trades off to your broker, they get executed, they send us back trade confirmations. And just with one click, you're able to rebalance your portfolio to get as close as possible to your target allocation. Once all of that's done, Passive will actually monitor your account over time so that whenever your actual portfolio drifts from your target portfolio, we will send you an email that prompts you to log in and rebalance with one click. That's, I guess, the core feature set of Passive. We also have lots of other advanced features as well that I'm happy to dive into if that's interesting for you. Sure. But what is it comparing it to again? So it's taking our, our current accounts because it's connected to you know our current brokerage accounts. And then what's it comparing to to ensure you know we're, we're getting the best return possible? Yeah, it compares to a target portfolio that the user actually specifies. So an example might help. Let's just say that you have, you know, uh, that you want to be invested 50% in Apple stock and 50% in Tesla stock. Passive would do all the legwork upfront to invest you in both of those in a 50-50 allocation from the get-go. So we would sell whatever else is in your account and then put 50% of your portfolio in Apple and 50% in Tesla. And then over time, because of the different performances of those stocks, uh, one of them would naturally not be 50. You know, Let's say Tesla goes up a lot and Apple goes down a bit. You might go from 50-50 to 70-30. Well, Passive would then send you an email that prompts you to log in and sell some of the 70% to buy some of the 30% and get you back to that 50-50 allocation that you specified you want to invest in. Okay. Well, go ahead. You know, you had mentioned like some more advanced features. What are a few of those that are, I guess, uh, you know, most advantageous to, uh, to the listener? One of our most powerful features, I think, is the ability to have multiple brokerage connections. So if you're an investor who has some of your investable assets at one brokerage firm, let's say TD Ameritrade, but then some of your other investable assets are at another brokerage firm, let's say Interactive Brokers, Passive would allow you to connect to both of those brokerages and manage both portfolios from one seamless integrated dashboard. So that's powerful. We also have advanced currency handling. So if you have different you know, things that you want to do on the currency side of things, Passive can help you with that. We have dollar cost averaging capabilities. So let's say you want to transfer a lump sum of money from real estate to uh, you know, stocks, bonds, and ETFs. Passive would allow you to say, deposit $100,000 into your brokerage account, and then invest $2,000 every month for 50 months or something. Whatever frequency that you want to kind of spread that investment over, Passive has dollar cost averaging capabilities to help you do that. We call that our cash management rules. And there's kind of two ways that they work. You can retain at least. So that's like if you want to retain a certain amount of cash in your account, Passive would allow you to retain at least, let's say $5,000. Or you can allocate at most. And what that means is basically you put a cap on how much money you want to be invested into investments every time you rebalance using the Passive platform. So those are some of our main kind of advanced features. And I'd say our users get a lot of benefit out of those. But the core feature is the one-click trade capability. What about just the, the cost of the software? We wanted our pricing to be really simple and really easy for everybody to understand. So Passive has two pricing tiers. The first tier is free, and that kind of gives you access to a lot of read-only capabilities. So you can still connect your brokerage account, see all your holdings, compare them to your target portfolio, and Passive will still calculate all of the trades that you need to make. But 
we don't we don't offer that one click trade capability or any of the other advanced features that I mentioned. So that's the free version of passive. We call that passive community. The paid version of passive is what we call passive elite, and that's uh, you know our paid version. It's ninety nine US dollars a year paid with your credit card. None of the fees for our investing software comes out of your investing account or anything like that. It's just ninety nine dollars a year paid with your credit card, and that gives you access to everything the passive platform has to offer. Okay. And what about, you know, either, you know, is it available now or do you look in the future of of the possibility of of even putting real estate investments in in the software? We're working really hard to build a really amazing reporting uh, dashboard within Passive that allows you to see the performance of your investments over time. Now, uh, one key component of that for someone who owns real estate is the ability to add manual entry assets. So something like real estate and, and add in your mortgage values and those sorts of things, which would allow you to track your net worth over time and not just include publicly traded assets like stocks and bonds and ETFs. So we are working on that potentially as a feature for the future, but at this time it's not offered. No. Sure. No, no, no. That's just great to know though. And I think a lot of the listeners are obviously going to be investing into real estate and that's a lot of their goals. But I mean, currently they, a lot of them, if not most of them already have, you know, investments that this would work with. Uh, but uh, obviously they, you know, they're, they're striving to invest in real estate long-term as well. And to be diversified, diversified probably across uh, both avenues. Uh, and so it's just uh, you know great to hear, you know, you're working on that and, and that's a potential uh, option to put in there. I can see too, you know, like a lot of us are using, you know, very high end like investor portals now that, that, uh, that do track the returns for the investors. And maybe there's a potential for even linking that to something like, you know, passive, uh, you know, in the future that would help automate that uh, to some extent. But, uh, but no, that's, that's interesting. You know, anything else about passive specifically that like, it's just any user needs to know, uh, you know, to, to just ensure they understand how to use the platform and why it would work best for them. Yeah, I mean, just to provide more examples, I think examples are really helpful in understanding exactly how passive works. I can kind of take you from like the most simple use case to like the most complex use case and describe like how different people are using our software to manage their investment portfolios. So at the most simple end of the spectrum, we have some investors who just use passive to invest in one investment fund. They want to own a balanced, diversified ETF. And the reason they use passive is because we'll notify them whenever cash hits their account so that they can log in and make sure that that cash isn't sitting idle, but instead it's getting invested into uh, investment funds right away and it starts earning them a return without wasting any time. So that's kind of like the most basic use case. In the middle, we have many investors who use passive because they want to invest in different funds and they want to make sure that those funds are kind of balanced across different asset classes or different geographies or, or different investment styles. So if you you know had one investor who wanted to own four different ETFs and they wanted to have 25% of their portfolio in each of those ETFs, Passive would be a great way to do that. And we would notify you whenever you're off track so that you could log in and rebalance with one click. At the most complex end of the spectrum, we have people who are using Passive to invest at multiple different brokerages with multiple different brokerage connections. And uh, what they use Passive for is you know, they might use Passive to do some sort of direct indexing strategy where they're owning the 500 stocks in the S&P 500 and they want to be able to tweak the weightings within those stocks and they want to do it across multiple brokerages. Pass is probably the only software tool in the world that would allow them to do that. So that kind of takes you all the way from the most simple to the most complex. And obviously, there's many other examples uh, within that spectrum. But those are a few, I guess, use cases that people are using us to save money and save time within their investment portfolios. 
Yeah, well, I know you are a software developer, but you have a lot of experience with obviously investing and finances and, and you get to speak to lots of investors. So I wondered if you have a, a prediction or, or opinion about just a, the investing market you know, over the next six to 12 months. Yeah, I think it's really hard to make accurate predictions over like a six to 12 month time frame. One thing I will say is that you know the, the defining thing that is going on in the stock market right now is, is unsurprisingly the coronavirus pandemic. So to the extent that the market goes up or down like over this next intermediate term, I guess, six to 12 months, I think that's going to be largely because of, of what happens in the whole vaccination plan, I suppose. Do you have any daily habits, Nick, that, uh, that you are disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Yeah, absolutely. I would say to the extent that I've been able to do anything well, it's it's been because of, I would say, a few key habits. The first is just to get a good night's sleep. I think the importance of a good night's sleep is like really hard to overstate. And to the extent that I'm ever up late, if my, you know, if my dog is sick and I have to kind of take care of him in the middle of the night or any kind of other emergency comes up that keeps me up late, I am just an absolute zombie the next day. And I know that there's a lot of kind of people who encourage the hustle and hard work and, and maybe like, you know, staying up late or getting up early to work. And I think that's great, but I don't think it's why like life's a marathon, not a sprint. You need to have some rest in there too. So I always try to get a good night's sleep. And another thing I would say really helps is I, I'm, I read a lot. So every night before bed, I'll read, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, I tend to kind of spend a lot more time in the nonfiction world than the fiction world. But I, I kind of try to read a little bit every day. And that, you know, compounding of knowledge over time really adds up. And you counter things in your professional life or your personal life. And many times you can kind of think back to things that you read in books or lessons that you learned from books and, and apply that knowledge to your everyday life. So reading every day, I would say is important. Sleeping well is important. And then the third thing I would say is uh, writing is, is really important. There's no tool in the world that will help you solidify your thoughts like writing will. So I try to write, you know, 200 to 500 words every day. And that really helps me stay on top of what's going on in my brain, I guess. That's great. I'm, I'm glad I asked you that, uh, just because the importance of a good night's sleep is not something I normally hear on the on the show. You know, where people talk about, but tell you what, my wife and I talk about it nearly every day. Just you know, did we get in bed on time, and and how it affects our morning. You know, the next day, is there a, a certain uh, time frame that you like to be in bed or be up by, or a certain number of hours that you've figured out that help you the most of sleep? I would say if I'm striving to maximize productivity and I have like no other constraints in my life then my optimal sleep schedule is something like 9.30 mm -hmm. to 5.30. So that allows me to get in bed nice and early, get a good night's sleep. It also allows me to wake up early and get a lot done before I start getting bogged down with emails and meetings. So for me, like that 9.30 to 5.30 window is, is excellent for productivity. I will say I pretty rarely adhere to that strictly just because, you know, with the way that my social life works, usually it's hard to get in bed at 9.30 uh, regularly. But, the, you know, to the extent that I've benefited much from the coronavirus pandemic, it has allowed me to get in bed a lot earlier than I probably would normally. So, uh, yeah, I would say the 935 to 30 window is kind of ideal for productivity, but not for a lot of other things in life. What about, uh, I know you said like you're mostly reading nonfiction. I would agree. That's pretty much all I read uh, is nonfiction. But uh, is there something recently that you've read that is just a must read for us just uh, as business owners? It's interesting because right before Elon Musk passed Jeff Bezos as the richest man in the world, I started reading the Elon Musk biography, which was published in 2015. And I don't know, it's, it's amazing just to read that book. It is extremely inspiring as an entrepreneur and as someone who likes to work hard. Just the amount of, of work ethic that that man has and, and the amount of, I guess, appetite for big challenges. So sometimes we can get in our own heads and get bogged down in the weeds of trying to grow a business and say, this is hard. I'm not sure if it's worth it. 
you know, everything seems to be working against me right now. But if you read that book, it is very hard not to be inspired and to have some recognition that humans are usually capable of a lot more than they give themselves credit for. So the Elon Musk biography by Ashley Vance is one that I would highly recommend. Appreciate that. Appreciate you saying that too. Just we're usually capable of a lot more. That reminds me of just like boot camp in the military. I mean, they teach you. That's just so one of the biggest parts of it is just that mindset of you're capable of so much more than, than what you think you are. But is there, you know, what would be the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I would say focus. I think that we get really distracted in life. And if you want to be successful in, in 2021, where there's so much competition and there's so many smart people out there, you have to really focus and pick a few things that you want to try to be the best in the world at. And I don't just mean a few distinct things. If you can get them to overlap, I think that's really, really good. So, you know, and this isn't something that I just thought of myself. This was advice that I got from a professor when I was in college. Basically, what he told me was, the world's too competitive now for you to get really good at one thing and be successful. You need to be really good at two things and operate at the intersection of those two things. So I took that advice really kind of to heart. And I guess mm. the two things that I tried to work at the intersection of was software and finance. And you can kind of see that, I guess, in, in where I'm at today. That's well said. I don't know if I've heard it like that before. Pick two things and work at the intersection of those two things. That's, that's interesting. I love that. Uh, and what about, just how do you like to give back? There's a 501c3 nonprofit down in the U.S. called Free Code Camp. And to the extent that I've been able to help anyone philanthropically, I'm still you know, pretty young, but I think they do really good work. Basically, their mission is they want to provide free computer science education forever to everybody. I learned to code originally on the Free Code Camp platform. So uh, you know, I think it's important to try to give back to that, both monetarily, but also in the form of open source contributions. So Free Code Camp's entire curriculum is open source. And for anyone who's not you know, a computer nerd like me, basically what that means is anyone can view their code base and anyone can make contributions and improvements to it over time. They also have like a really robust educational community. So they allow people to contribute computer science education videos to their YouTube channel and those sorts of things. So when I have time or, or energy to give back, I really try to help them just because I was such a big beneficiary of the education that they provide and they have provide so many opportunities for people to give back. Awesome. Well, Nick, it's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit, have you on the show and just really hear about Passive, the software you've, you've created that's going to help us to manage our portfolio. And it's great. You know, you set these boundaries and it's going to notify you about certain things and help you to ensure you're getting the best return. I look forward to checking it out myself and potentially at having some, some real estate options as well in the future. Uh, but thank you again for that. And just your, and appreciate just on the business side too, just the importance of getting a good night's sleep and, and the way you you read and write, the importance of those things, uh, and, and just the, the picking a couple things to be the best at and, and the importance of that. So grateful for that. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. If you want to check out our passive investing software, you can just go to our website. It's passive.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-V.com. There's no E on the end of passive. If you'd like to email me and kind of talk to me directly, I could give you maybe a demo of the software or just talk about investing in general, or maybe just say hi or thanks for the episode. You can just send me an email directly. It's nick.mccullum at passive.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Nick J. McCullum. Awesome. That's a wrap, Nick. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. 
Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.